0: While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message.
1: together and bless him.
2: Listen, real quickly, I want to speak from a topic of, I won't miss it. Tell somebody, I'm determined not to miss it. How many of you have missed some things before. miss some opportunities. You know hindsight is 20-20. Y'all continue standing for a second. I'll let you sit down. But tell somebody I won't miss it this time. I look back and sometimes I kick myself and, and this message is going to relieve some people of the guilt of missing it. Do you hear me? God is going to relieve some of you of the guilt of missing it. You chose the wrong people to be around. You put the wrong trust in people. You took the wrong job. You you did the wrong thing. You said the wrong word. But God said, I'm bringing a revolution back around and I'm giving you another chance. But tell somebody, this time I won't miss it. I was in self. I was in emotion. I let fear drive my decision making. But this time, I won't miss it somebody by the hand and say this, this time, this time. This time. When my moment comes, I'm going to be keenly aware that this is it. This is what I was born for. This is what, I, this is what all I've been going through is led up to this moment. And I won't miss it this time.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, sir. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and the first verse in, the, in King James says this, Let us therefore fear. Somebody say fear. fear. This is the only time God gives you permission to fear. Most times God's saying God has not given us the spirit of fear because fear is the opposite of faith. But this type of fear is, is, is a holy reference, a, a deep reference. He said, Let us fear, lest a promise be made left for us entering, to enter into his rest that any of you should seem to fall short of it. Tell somebody, I will not fall short of the promise. The New Living Translation says, this, people of God. It says, God's promise of entering into his rest still stands. Tell somebody, it still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you may, 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 might fail to experience it. Tell somebody, I will not miss the experience of God's promise. It's available, but you can miss it. You can miss it. And we're going to talk about moments today. Somebody say moments. You may be seated. Moments, people of God, are highlighted and significant segments drawn out of a continuum of time. I know that sounds all nerdy and all NASA. <laughs> like NASA definition. But um you know I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm middle aged now. I'm 40 years old. And the further I get away from my youth, I don't remember finite details. But I do remember moments. Can anybody attest to that? You might not remember what you were on such and such day, but you do remember a moment. They are highlighting significant little snippets of time. I can remember two things very significantly in 2001. March the 31st, 2001, about 12.35 p.m. That's when I married that lovely woman right there on the front row. But I also remember on September 11th of 2001, about 8.40 something in the morning, Remember watching the TV and see planes coming into a building. Somebody say moments. I know some of you that are older than me, you remember where you were when JFK got shot, when, when Martin Luther King got shot. You remember where you were. You remember who you were with. You remember what you wore. You remember what you felt. And at the end of our life, it is the plot points and moments that we remember. I looked up y'all know I'm a nerd that's how y'all can agree with me I looked up and found out there are eight thousand seven hundred and fifty hours in a year yet and still out of those 365 days out of those eight thousand seven hundred and fifty hours how many do you really remember we're talking about moments today and I believe that our lives shift, not in spaces of continuum of time, but they shift in moments. And if we be honest, people of God, there have been times where it's just been like we were rolling dice. Say, God, I don't know if it's you, but I got to do something. Anybody ever been there? And we look back, whether it's a week later, or a month later, or five years, later, and they say, Oh, I miss my moment. That if I'd been just a little bit more patient. If I listen to my mama to say he wasn't no good. Ooh. If I look past her hips and her fingertips. could have made the most out of my moment anybody ever been there if we can't be an honest in church What can we be honest at tell somebody i've missed some moments but tell somebody no longer will i miss my moment people of god moments are doors and god he, he, this this is a different message today and god wanted me to tell you he said that the effect of your next season is going to be determined by the response to your next moment The effectiveness of your next season, people of God, is going to be determined by your response to your moment. See resp- see moments are like forks in the road. It forces us either we have to go left or we have to go right. You do have to go north or go south. We can't thread the middle. and most people like to stay in a safety zone where I've got options. I'll keep you over here, God, I'm gonna trust you, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm, keep my sugar daddy or sugar mamas now. they got sugar mamas. y'all didn't know that? sugar mamas that just in case i get in a tight spot i use this as, as my escape hatch but god said i'm going to get you in places where your only option is going to be to trust me see god squeezes hearts of kings but he but he also hardened the heart of pharaoh god said and if you truly want to see my magnificence if you truly want to see my glory you have to trust me at the forks of the road of life anybody ever took the right when you should have went left (laughs) tell somebody that's me but one thing other God said, god gave me a couple individual statements here but he says son i want you to tell my tell my people that their future is provoking them now your future is calling you saying, come, there was a great destiny that God has for you. And sometimes God will send something from the future to provoke and make you unsteady in your spirit that will stir you up. See, the part of see, the part of it is, the worst part is, people of God, whenever we get to a new plateau or oh, we celebrate when we get to the mountaintop. But after a while, when you stay there long enough, the mountaintop becomes ordinary. And so what God has to do, he did it the same way by the prophet who was at the brook. He was being fed by the ravens, and he was getting water, so he was being sustained. And God literally dried up the brook because he got comfortable. When we get comfortable, we oh, man, this is a good place. Oh, man, I thank the Lord for the corner office and the nice car. And then God said, no, no, there was a higher level of faith. And in order to do that, I've got to turn up the heat on your life. i got to make some
1: of the people you trust the most turn their back on you because you're getting too comfortable. And I've got too much in you that I need to come out. And so God said, I will literally dry off.
2: The same brook I blessed you with. I will dry up when you get too comfortable. Because I need you to meet a moment. I need you to come to a door that gives access to the greater thing I have for you. Tell somebody, I'm waiting for my door. And here's the thing, people of God. We have to toe this line between being satisfied and being ambitious in God. And God told me this. He said, if you, don't look as, if you don't look at where you are as misery, you will never expect your next moment. And you say, well, Pastor Tony, don't that sound like I'm not a being appreciative of God? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying thank him, appreciate him, tell the testimony. But just know he takes us from heights to other heights. Higher heights, deeper depths, glory to glory, and you cannot attain your next level of glory in your current state of faith. I'm challenging you today. But God has been sending moments and opportunity by us, but because it didn't look the same, because it didn't look like what we're used to, because it came through a person that we don't deem as one of the voices that can speak into my life, we have missed opportunity being bigoted and being narrow-minded. If the word don't come from somebody else, if it don't look like this, if, if it don't line up with what I've been thinking, what I wrote down, it's good. We should write the vision and make a plan, but God is the one who has the plans. He told Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you. I have a plan to prosper you, not to do evil to you. I've got an expected end for you. And so many times we should do the right thing and we should have expectations and we should have goals. But God has a right to change his mind. to him and even though he created us he gave us our will he gave us our talents he has the right to change the plan of what he created and so many times people of God that is the place of danger for us we cannot manage the transitions somebody say transition. We cannot maintain and manage the transitions of life. Well, God is trying to shift us. We were, we were like, no, no, I like this. I like this. He said, but I'm trying to get you to the next level of glory. I'm trying to get you to a place, to a moment, to a fork in the road where you make the right decision. And it will change your life forever. And we're fighting with God. No, no, I like this. I like this. I like. God said, look, go find You can have it. He's not going to supersede your will. God said, I will gently nudge you. I will create scenario by which you will feel my presence if you, if you will hear me speaking, but I will not force you to do anything. God had to force us to do it. We'd be robots. And I've told you before, tell somebody, your choice is worship. Come on, say it again. Say, your choice is worship. And the choice that you make will lead to your door. I'm going to talk a little bit for a couple of minutes real quick about moments of opportunity. And I'm going to speak to a couple areas and this will hit people in this room and we're going to pray together before we leave because how we handle these moments are going to be critical and it's going to come to each person in one of these ways. Sometimes a combination of it. I want you to turn with me to Ruth, the first chapter. Everybody's familiar with the book of Ruth. If you're not, it's a young lady who married into a family, had a sister-in-law, had a mother-in-law, and a famine hit the land, and the husband of the mother-in-law and the two sons, they died. And so back then, women went... Independent single ladies and all that stuff. They were either with their father or with their husband. Or the community or the church kind of took care of the widows and everything. And so the mother-in-law, she changed her name from Naomi. Naomi. And she said I'm a woman of sorrow now and she says no point in y'all staying with me she said I'm too old to have more sons if y'all married them that'd be nasty anyway <laughs> y'all too, I'm too old to have children again and she said why don't y'all just go back to where you came from you still got fathers and then maybe y'all can start over again and And get a new start on life, because I can't help you anymore. I'm in the same bad position as y'all are. And picking up at 14, it says, "And they lifted their voice and wept again. They were weeping over the state of their affairs. And Oprah, her sister-in-law, Ruth's sister-in-law, kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth cleaved unto her. And she said boldly, Thy sister-in-law was gone back. This is this is Naomi speaking to her. She said, Thy sister-in-law has gone back into her people and to her gods, and returned and now. Return now after thy sister-in-law. And Rufus and Ruth Ru, sorry and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave or to return, following after thee. For whether thou go, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Your people. Shall be my people and your God shall be my God where thou diest, I will die and there will I be buried the Lord do so to me and more also if I art but death part thee and me you may say well Pastor Tony why in the world did you read that Ruth was at the fork of a road of a moment. Everything her mother-in-law told her made logical sense. It made financial sense. But what Ruth exhibited was a spirit of discernment. That although everything is telling me Everything logically, everything biologically, everything says that I ought to go back to where I came from. But she said, mother-in-law, I don't know what it is, but I discern with my spirit that this is a moment that I cannot pass up and I'm attached to you until we die. So wherever you go, I'm going to go because my future is attached to you. Somebody say discernment. If the truth be told, and it rarely is, people of God, the reason that we have missed opportunities, we have missed moments, is because we have not yielded ourselves to the Holy Spirit's discernment. We have blinded ourselves by the pressures of the day, the deadline by the end of the week. My biological clock is ticking. I'm tired of being a bridesmaid. I want to be a bride all that silly stuff, all those artificial things we create to make it convenient for us to make a decision without accountability. Well, God said my Holy Spirit is more than to make you huck and the buck and the speak in the tongue. I am a leader, I am a teacher and I am a guider to all truth. Somebody say discernment. I ain't talking about going around looking all tight like somebody just dropped some vinegar in your eyes. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about God, God, God say, God, speak to me. That if I got a decision, if I got a fork in the road coming up, I, I need to get away and turn my plate down and, and get in my prayer closet so I can hear nothing but you, God. Your spirit has never led me wrong. It has never led me astray. It has never, there is no falsehood. There is no lie. There is no failure in his spirit. He will lead. The fact of the matter is sometimes we don't have the patience to sit there until he says move. Tell somebody, sit there. Until you hear. It may take a week. It may take a month. But you sit there. Until he gives you a release in your spirit. I ain't talking about you eat some greens you have and you burp at night. I'm talking about, I'm talking about a, a, a strong enough release from God. And the true thing of it, if anybody can talk you out of it, it wasn't from God. And it didn't be, uh, I uh I think I think I feel. No, 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 that wasn't God. You need to go back. Tell somebody, go on back. It may delay you a couple a couple months, might delay you a year. But it's worth more than that pain you got God trying to save you from. Somebody say, God, give me discernment so that you can discern your moments. See, this is how it ended up being a blessing to her. She ended up, she followed her mother-in-law and they went back to their city. And then she happened to know a person and say, hey, can, can she get on this field? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden the king saw her. See, everybody would say, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you sent in my Boaz. But if she had not discerned her moment. And the fact of the matter is people praying, God send me a Boaz. God didn't send her a Bo- Boaz. He sent her to where Boaz was. But if she had listened to her logical thinking, she would have missed her moment. She couldn't explain it, but she said, for some reason, mother-in-law, I can't leave you. My destiny is tied to you. And if the truth be told, people of God, we, we, we've known that our destiny is tied to people, to places, to things. It may, it may be your job right now that you're feeling the heat of hell breathing down your neck. But God said there was destiny attached to it. See, blessings ain't going to come with, with angels. You see that beautiful music, Brother Marcus? He, angels ain't going to come flutter their wings with a nice silver platter and give it to you. Sometimes you got to unearth and you got to dig through the muck and the mire to get that jewel that God has for you. Nobody told me this road was going to be easy. I don't know who told us this fairy tale that everything's going to be, the man is going to be falling from everywhere. And we're going to walk out in the field and it's going to be blessings. Open the door and go, ain't going to knock like UPS man and that's going to be, no. Y'all do know we have an adversary. And his job is to oppose the people in the kingdom of God. But tell somebody, you must have discernment. God rarely chooses the easiest and the most logical path, people, of God. Can anybody attest to that? He could do it easy. But he's a good father. just like a good parent said, yeah, I'm going to be fine. It gets to the point where the children got to start working a little bit for what you're going to give them. You know, when they're a baby, they can't can't halfway hold their head up. So you're going to do everything for them. But as they grow up, you got to start earning it because if I don't, you're going to be a grown child. Has anybody ever seen a grown child? Beard turning gray. A grown child. If you look back, mama, grandmama, somebody Never gave them the responsibility and accountability to grow up, but God is a good father, and a good father will withhold some things so that you can grow. Amen. The next thing I want you to turn with me to First Kings, In the nineteenth chapter, nineteen verse. For the second time, we're going to go ahead and read. This is about Elijah and Elisha, the master prophet. And his protege. And he says, so he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing the tw- with twelve yoke and oxen before him and, and, and with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah, saying, Let me pray thee, kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back then for what I, for, for what I have done to thee. For what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him, and he took the yoke of oxen, and he sl- slayed them, and he bore their flesh with instruments of, of the oxen, and he gave them to the people, and they did eat. And then he arose, and he went after Elijah and ministered unto him. What am I saying? Elijah, the master prophet, he came by one day. He saw him doing what, y'all? Working in his father's field. And he threw a mantle on him. And then Elijah said, instead of saying, Man, what in the world am I here? Why are you throwing coat on me? It's hot. Why are you putting stuff on me? He said, Wait a minute. He ran after this dude. He said, wait a minute, man. He said, just give me an opportunity to kiss my mother and father goodbye because I'm about to follow you. He said, now, he said, are you sure? He said, because, you know, now, now, this, this is a hard thing. This is, this, this is, this is going to be a challenge to you. And I need you to understand the ramifications of about you, what you're about to do. He said, look, I'm about to go home. I'm going to kill my ox. I'm going to slay them, I'm going to feed it to the townspeople, and I'm going to burn my, my, my plow down because I don't want to give an option for me to go back to. And so many times, people of God, we halfway make a decision. We leave our ox there with our cousin. We leave our plow We leave our plow with our best friend. Knowing good and well that if you came back, they'd give it back to you. But he left no option. He killed the ox. Would have made more sense to sell it. At least you could have got some money for it and leave it. You know, they used to give it to go on the road with him. He could, have, you know, he could have sold it and got some money to help the men. He said, no, I don't want nothing to go back to. And he followed after him. This right here, people of God. Is a spirit of perception. Somebody say perception. It's kind of of discernment, but having perception where, where uh, 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 he, 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 he looked around him and he saw value. He saw his future. It's not to diminish his father's field, but he realized, he had the perception that I'm created for more than what I'm doing. But while I know greater is coming, I'm going to be faithful to what I got my hands to. And this is for the people that got it in mind. that Hey, I'm going higher in God and I'm going further in God. But you find yourself too good to do the mundane. You're ready to be on the stage. You're ready to be on TV. You're ready to have your own blog. You're ready to have your own website. You're ready to be in the limelight. But you scoff at the responsibility of serving another man's field. Oh, Lord, I'm blessed and high, but Lord, I can't wait till I get that corner office. You, you, you wait, you wait till ain't nobody, but you there and the janitor, and you putting all over everything. <laughs> HR, HR door, and <laughs> your, 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 your boss like, why is my chest so slick in the morning? You're doing all that stuff, but you ain't showing up on time. That hour break is an hour and 15. Last one to get there, first one to leave. Honey, I start shutting down 15 minutes early. Well, that man pays you all the way to 5 o'clock. Yet still, we want to be elevated to the highest heights, but we can't serve another man's field. And what do you mean we say? No, your service to somebody else's vision and dream gives you opportunity. Think about if he was in the inside of the house drinking Kool-Aid. Elijah was passing by. If he was not working, he could not have thrown the mantle on him. And I'm telling you, people of God, you have to perceive that where God has you, and I'm not, I'm not contradicting myself. We have to see where our place is misery so we can have a, have a hope. Because faith is the substance of things hopeful. We have to have a hope towards the future. But God, until you send me my hope, I'm gonna be faithful right where I am. He knew that there was greater glory, but he saw great value in where he was. That's what I mean by perception. Perceiving that God, while you got me here, I'm going to be faithful. While you got me here, I'm going to be diligent. While you got me here, I'm going to do everything I can to make it easier for the one that I serve. I know this ain't popular, y'all, because everybody says, when my ship come in, when my ship come in, well, somebody got to build a dock for the ship to come in. holy ambition, the devil will grab that and we'll get a a spirit of selfishness to where we will not sow in the lives of others. Or we're serving with a spirit of being opportunistic. You're serving, but why are you serving? See, the prophet found him working. He wasn't trying. Is he, is he looking? <laughs> he found him diligently working. And God forbid we are so
1: ambitious for position and for title and for all these things that we don't have the perception that God, where you have me planted is good ground. And I'm going to work this
2: soil until you elevate me. Tell somebody, God is going to elevate you. When he sees you working in the field. Get off your hands. Work diligently as if it's your ministry. Work just as diligently as if it's your business. If you're faithful to somebody else, God will make it happen for you. Somebody say perception. Perception. The next one is in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. I think I have one more one share with you here. Samuel, the 17th chapter, 32nd verse. This is after David. This is after David had been anointed. He went on the back side of the mountain serving his daddy and all that stuff. 32nd verse said this And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. This is Goliath. You all understand that Goliath was out there challenging people. And he was saying, you know, he was calling God's people dogs. And he was doing all kind of stuff. And they would say, man, what in the world is this dude doing? And David was, his daddy sent him down to, to serve his big brother's lunch. Somebody say serve. He sent David down to serve his big brother's lunch and he saw, he said, man, what in the world is going on here? They said, David, man, go, go on back and give us this lunch and go on back and serve the chief. He said, Well, what's gonna happen to the man in the feast him? He said, Well, the man, he's gonna, he's gonna be one of the richest men in the kingdom and he's gonna get he's gonna get the king's daughter. He said, Well, okay, that sounds pretty good. Then he asked, he, he asked the king, he said, Hey, give me a shot at it. He said, man, He said, wait a minute. He said, Look, David, you are nothing but a little youth. This man has been a warrior since his youth. He said, you are outmatched. You can't do it. He gave him a reason to do it. But David said, he said, you are not able um, uh, to go against this Philistine to fight him. For you are but a youth. And he has been a man of war since his youth. But David said the Saul, somebody say, but. but. Whenever somebody try to tell you and give reasons for why you can't do something, you have permission from Pastor Tony to say, but. I tell people all the time, when we have a conversation, they say something, then they say, but. I say, wait a minute, your but just negated everything you just said. Say so you don't know why you even said that. But you got permission to say but. But, but. but then David said, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there was a lion or a bear that took a lamb from the flock, I went after him. And struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he rose against me, I caught him by the beard, and I struck, and I killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go. And he said, I can't, hey, dude, I can't can't argue with that. He said, go and let the Lord be with you. This right here, people of God, is the spirit of preparation. So many times we miss moments because we are ill prepared for the window of opportunity. And it's much like the one I was talking about with perception. He was on the backside. side. Now y'all have to understand that David went to the back side of the mountain serving his father's flock after he had been anointed king. Prophet Samuel came to him and and, 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 you know first of all he got left out to start with. And then he got called. Samuel said, is there another, is there another son? Because these boys ain't it. And then when David came, the horn of oil began to flow, and the anointing was on him at that point. But he was anointed, shoveling sheep dung. He was anointed picking fleas out of sheep. He was anointed, but guess what, y'all? While he was working with his anointed self, he was building up his skills to defend the flock and the kingdom of God. Don't you despise your small beginnings, people of God? Don't you despise the mundane
1: thing? Don't you despise being a doorkeeper in the house of God? Don't you despise being a person that your name is never called? It is just practice for your
2: moment. Well, Saul told him every reason why he couldn't. He said, no, no, no. He said, I may be a puny little youth, but you got to understand, I'm not just your average little puny. You, first of all, the anointing on me. Tell somebody the anointing is on me. I am anointed. I am pointed. I am glory filled. And I have the backing of heaven in my hands. He said, but in addition to being anointed, he let him know his resume. I've been a servant all this time. I've been anointed. I've been serving my father's flock. And when a lion came, I was so diligent, I didn't even consider my safety. I went and I snatched it back out the jaws of him. And he said, he said I, 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 you know, I left the lion and the bear alone. The same thing happened with a bear. But if they lunged back after me, I tore them up with my bare hands. Did the truth be told, people of God? You've got some trophies too. Anybody got some trophies? Or some enemies that you've defeated? Or some things that you survived? Or some things that you didn't let the devil
1: defeat you? It, it, it It took other people out and you survived it? Tell somebody I've got a resume.
2: I've been through hell and high water. I felt the hot breath of the enemy breathing down my neck. I could see the drool
1: dropping from his mouth. He almost had me.
2: I'm a survivor.
1: I've been through worse than this.
2: And it's been preparing me for my moment. Been preparing me for right now. And can I tell you, people of God, everything you've been through has been preparation for your moment. All oh, the heartache, all oh, the disappointment, the divorce, everything. People hurt you, people lied on you, people scoffed at your night. It's been preparation for your moment. It's been the battleground been the battleground in just about 30 minutes just about 30 minutes oh man I'm about to take the field and play and play football they've been practicing all their life since they were little boys and pop Warner to stand up and be a warrior can I tell you people of God the things that God let you go through you, were, you thought that God was trying to kill you, you said no I'm trying to train you I'm trying to build, trying to, trying to build some, some backbone in that grizzle back there. Oh trying to give you, give you some stick-to-itiveness, some wherewithal. I'm trying to give you something in the valley of your spirit because you got a Goliath to face. God said, when you're facing, everybody's standing. I'll finish up next week. But God is saying, Spirits of discernment are going to lead you to moments of fulfillment. If you don't despise where you are, but you perceive the value in where you are, you're going to create a moment. Like I have to tell you moments are doors. Doors are portals of change. the last thing God said. If you look at what you're going through that this hadn't come to kill me. It came to prepare me. Tell somebody it came to prepare you. It came to prepare you for a greater moment than what you're in. It came to prepare you. Right now, we're going to hold hands and pray. First of all, did any of those three places, did it touch anybody? Tell somebody, it touched me. Sometimes the word is not to give you nothing new all the time. Sometimes it just illuminates what you already know for where you are in life. But we pray right now and I speak over us as a congregation that God will begin to sharpen your discernment so that you can see moments of opportunity that are right around you whether it's in business, in your personal life in relationships I'm telling you right now that some of the favor I experienced this week shake my head and how did I end up here in the presence of great people you know why because somebody was a door that led to a door and doors are going to continually open and I pray right now that God will sharpen, give, take the cataracts off your spiritual eyes, so that you ha- would have twenty-twenty eagle-eyed vision of discernment. Discern the people, the places, the uh, the, the, the the alignments, the co- the co-ops, and the cooperation that God will show you. Your bakers and your butlers. That God will show you people who are to be your bridges and your ladders. That God will show you places where s- spots of favor where there are angels going up and angels coming down. I thank you right now that I pray over God's people. That you sharpen that discernment. Not only to see those that are for them. But God I thank you Lord that you show them the snakes and the scorpions. Right now some people sent to the life were sent from hell we thank you right now God that you that you sharpen their eyes God that you sharpen the tune and the temple of their ears God so
1: that they hear you clearly we bind up emotionalism we bind up fear we bind up frustration we bind up anxiousness would force us to create alliances with people from the bowels of hell
2: thank you Lord for sharpening our discernment and thank you Lord for the boldness to walk away thank you Lord for the boldness to walk away Lord for it smothering our moment God we thank you Lord For giving us boldness as a lion, God. To walk away from unholy alliances right now. We will not fear. We will not fear. We will will not feel guilty and responsible. For chasing after you. We bind the spirit of
1: witchcraft. And control. That will try to keep the people of God's mind steadfast you will not control the minds and the hearts of God's people any longer.
2: We curse you at the root. We unwrap the minds of God's people even now. And we thank you, Lord, that they speak and they hear and they walk out of bondage with clarity in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you further, God, That those in this room, Lord, need a deeper level of perception to value where you have them planted. Lord, we should reach for higher depths, Lord, but we're not going to do it prematurely and have a spirit of anxiousness, God, before we leave our station before it's time, God. We thank you, Lord, that you give us a a, pay, a patient spirit, God, and a appreciative spirit of the people and the places as to where you have us planted. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we will serve with all diligence, Lord, who you have us under, God. Thank
1: be less qualified they may be less holy God but nevertheless God you have called us to serve the plow and the ground that you have us on
2: God Lord for when you find us working you command an elevation we thank you right now and lastly God we thank you that you give us a spirit that values the spirit of preparation Lord for when you have us prepared there will be no struggle there will be no strain Lord we will ascend to the heights of what you called us God with ease we will walk in our place of authority with boldness because we've seen this place before we've seen it on the back mountain God we've seen it as we work picking fleas out of the hair of the sheep when we were fighting and we were, we were tending to our, to our father's garden and our father's flock God Lord it won't be new to us Goliath won't be new to us because we've seen worse than that Lord thank you Lord for allowing us to appreciate our time of preparation for Lord when you call us From the background to the forefront. We're going to walk boldly into the promise. Lord, we will not fail. Because our trust is in you. Now God, we pray for our neighbor right now. Begin to pray for your neighbor. That their faith does not fail. Begin to pray for that neighbor. That their discernment sharpens that in moments of indecision that they lock into God and they hear him with clarity that their eyes are fixed with a new vision and a new perception and that that they don't hop out of the crucible of preparation too early that they don't hop out of the oven undone that they use patience and humility. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the victories that are coming. We thank you, Lord, for the windows of opportunity that are about to swing wide open. We thank you, Lord, for favor that's about to abound in the lives of God's people. Oh, because we are more prepared. We are more discerning. We are more perceptive of our moments. We won't despise the process doesn't matter how old you are God said I'm causing a revolution to come a revolution to come is a total 360 God said I'm giving you opportunities for moments again God said I'm giving my people opportunities for new moments you may have missed them in the past, but God said, I'm giving you opportunities for new moments where you missed it in the past, where you fell short, where you got anxious and you went out too early, and you didn't wait on me, and
1: you trusted in people. God said, I am giving you another opportunity just the same way that the space shuttle used to miss its window to come back in the atmosphere. It had to wait another 40 minutes to get that window again. God said, I'm bringing the window back around again. Another Another moment for you to get it right another moment God said I have not changed my mind concerning you there are still moments I still want to have with you there are still moments of elevation you have not lost it God you still have opportunity for moments there are still moments for elevation there are still moments that I am going to catapult you like I said I would. Those dreams I gave you when you were young. Those dreams those visions I gave you God say they are still very much alive there are moments coming people of God. Somebody begin to thank you for the moments that are coming
2: come on come on turn that hand to loose and begin to thank God begin to lift that hand and thank you for the moments that are coming Come on. Come on. Come on open that mouth open that mouth people of God come on begin to thank Him thank You Thanking my moments are
1: coming come on, come on thank Him that your moments are coming my moments are coming my moments are coming my moments are coming and I won't miss it this time my moment is coming and I won't miss it this time I won't miss it this time I'm gonna be keenly aware. I'm gonna discern my moments and my opportunities and my doors. They are gonna, I'm gonna see it when other people are looking past it. I'm gonna see moments. I'm gonna see portals. I'm gonna see moments. I'm gonna see the doors where other people are missing it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it. I declare. Somebody put your hands over your eyes right now. I thank you, Lord, that God. People begin to see moments. They begin to see divine doors. They begin to see divine connections. Right now, come on, touch your ears. God, I thank you, Lord, that they hear you. stranger, they will follow no longer. A voice the, the voice of the stranger. We bind up 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 the voice. Every strange voice, we bind it up in the name of Jesus. Somebody begin to give God a praise that he's sitting in